0: Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. seasons in our church. Our church has seasons. We're in a new season at the moment and it is just an exciting time to be part of a move of God. And so today we finish the 21 days of prayer and fasting and we move into what will be our spiritual growth campaign for the first quarter of the year. Rest, reviving the Sabbath. Now, if you've cut calories or cut food and you're exhausted from getting up early and praying for the last 21, year, uh, 21 years, 21 days, um, that sounds pretty good, right, to go into a season of rest. It's like, yes, I'm exhausted. I haven't been eating properly. I've been getting up early and praying. Then, uh, then that might be music to your ears to, to hear that our next spiritual growth campaign is rest, reviving the Sabbath. And that will, that will start on the 3rd of March. And it will go through for a couple of weeks until the 24th of March. So we'll be hearing about how that spiritual discipline of rest can be incorporated into our daily walk. And, uh, and how that gets us closer to God. So that's really exciting. But you might be sitting here this morning and thinking, oh, settle down, Andrew. I don't want to have to do another thing for church. I've, I'm, I'm already hungry. I don't want to go and do another phase of, of what the church is doing in this season. Well, it's not the fact that you have to do it. It's the fact that we get to do it. We don't have to do this. We get to do this. It's it's not a religious thing that we have to do like other religions have to. This is something that we get to do because the God that we serve is gracious. The God that we serve is loving. And the God that we serve wants to have individual relationship with everyone. And living as a Christian is an invitation to partake in spiritual disciplines. What I mean by spiritual disciplines are those things that that God has ordained, that He's chosen for us to do that allow us to get closer to Him. Things like prayer, things like Bible reading, things like fasting, tithing of your money and offering that um, and giving, giving time to fellowship with other Christians, being in church. Allowing time on your Sabbath to just spend time with God. These are some of the spiritual disciplines that we engage in, uh, just to name a few. And so these are beautiful ways to actually decide, I am going to enter into the presence of God by getting rid of something out of my life or by just just shelving it for a little while. Who's in their 20s, 30s or above? There's a few hands. (laughs) there are a few wrinkly arms going up (laughs) in the house. Anyway, so you guys here, you young guys, you can listen to this, store it in the back of your mind for a future time, um, because you're in the prime of your life. But in your 20s and 30s, you get the opportunity to kind of spend your time how you want. You might play team sports, you might be honing your craft with a a musical instrument, hobbies, fishing trips with the boys, shopping trips with the girls, whatever it might be. But you have the scope to fill your life with that. Video games. That's a big one for young adults and teenagers. Yeah, I haven't played a video game for 20 years. But then... You might meet a pretty little lady, or you might meet a knight in shining armour. And life suddenly changes, doesn't it? Suddenly you don't have time for the boys anymore because you've got a little lady. Or you you might have to uh, forego the shopping trip with the girls to spend time with your man. And you spend money on dates and, and time together and doing joint activities. And that's all fun and exciting. But you have to work out what is removed in your life so that you can invest in that person. And then you might get married and you should if you want to be with them for the rest of your life, that's biblical, then you might want to have kids if you can have kids. And so your time just keeps getting taken away because you're investing your time and love and energy into your family. And that's a fantastic thing, it's a beautiful thing, but you realise that, oh hang on, I can't play 80 overs of cricket on a Saturday afternoon anymore, because I've got to take the kids to wherever you need to. And so that's totally fine, because all those things that you used to have in your life aren't necessarily useless, or sinful, or a waste of time, no, but if they get in front of spending time and giving love to the people in your life that need it most, then that's that's when it becomes a problem. And so when when we get into that stage of life, we have to decide what comes and what goes. Well, that's what fasting does and that's what reviving the sabbath does is that there's a point where we go okay I I love tinkering in the workshop but I have to park that because I need to spend time with God or I need to be at church fellowshipping with other people we we have the grace to park that and come back to that but fasting is just a way of saying okay it's no longer an important thing that I need to go through Romans five, one two says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. So the Greek word for access in this verse is prosagoge. Prosagoge. And what it means, it carries this meaning of having an audience with a monarch. And being and having unhindered access into God's presence. And so peace with God means that we have right standing with him, that when we have peace with God, we are permitted to come into his presence. And that's what God is saying through this verse is that you're welcome to come into my presence. You are welcome to spend time with me. And there's ways to go about that and there's powerful ways to allow that to happen. But as we press into God, as we get closer to him through our spiritual disciplines, that is where we, we get this picture of how mighty he is, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And fasting helps us do that. Reviving the Sabbath helps us do that. So can I encourage everyone this morning to not just think that this is another thing that we have to do as a church, but it's another thing that God is allowing to, to us as an invitation to come into his presence, to access him, to have an audience in front of the king. Everyone say, "Use use your passport. Use your passport like Phoebe has done this weekend. Good for her. Your passport is that little blue book if you're an Aussie, whereby it allows you to travel freely to other countries that we have permission and whether we've been welcomed to come into. So we have a lot of scope to go to different countries as Aussies. And so we have this right to enter our own country back as well by holding this little blue book. And so have you ever been standing at security at an airport and there's that long snaking line and you're right at the back? There's about 80 people right in front of you. And then you see, like, these pilots and flight crew just kind of walk right through the gate. They strut, actually. They strut all the time, full of (laughs) self-importance. they've got a job to do, but they go straight through. They go straight through because they've already been cleared. They've already got a badge. They've already got a passport. Their names are with security. People know that they can just go straight into uh, the, the end part of the airport so that they can go straight onto the plane. They've already been cleared to enter. They've got nothing to prove. Well, just like they have access, we have access to come into the presence of God as Christians. We already have that. The Holy Spirit is a seal, it says in the Scriptures, that we are, we are totally able to access the presence of God through that. And with that, we receive citizenship into eternal life. And despite your weird uncle's jokes um, about Peter St. Peter at the pearly gates with a checklist waiting for you to come there and working out whether you go in or not, no, that's irrelevant. We actually get full access into heaven if we're Christians. Put your hand up if you have, you've come here from another country and you made Australia your home or you're an Australian and you've lived in another country. There'd be a few people. Yeah, all right, about 15% of people there as the survey goes, um, as I just did. (laughs) When, When you go into another country and you live there, and I have experienced this, I've I've lived in England for a little while, Australian born and bred, but lived in England, there was something about my experience where I just didn't quite feel at home. I had a home, I was welcomed, I had a place in society, um, all of that. And uh, there was always part of me that thought, yeah, I just, this isn't home. Always felt like Australia was calling me back. Loved living there, but my citizenship dictated... Where I am right now, which is Australia. And here's where I'm going to end my days, God willing. But that's not to say that you can't live in other countries. That's totally okay. But as Christians, the scriptures say that our citizenship is in heaven. And when we think about where we belong, that is where we belong first and foremost. The New Testament is filled with people um, going all over the world, spreading the gospel. Philippians three twenty to 21 says, But we are citizens in heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly awaiting for him to return as our saviour. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own, using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. Now, in the 8.30 service this morning, Hannah Maccaro gave this cracking sermon about Isaiah 2 to 6. And we sung a little bit of it um, in the the last song we sung this morning. But in Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah gets this vision of what heaven could be like, the presence of God. And it talks about how um, the angels cry holy 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 and we sung those lyrics this morning and and we get to sing that to the king of kings and the lord of lords and and in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 5 Isaiah says this once he's seen this vision of perfection the perfect god that he serves he says it's all over i am doomed For I'm a sinful man, I have filthy lips, and I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet I've seen the King, the Lord of heaven's armies. And he totally understands the overwhelming, undeserved privilege that he has to witness the presence of God. And that sets up his ministry of 40 years to go and spread speak that vision into the hearts of God's people so that they can capture that too and that's what we do when we engage in spiritual disciplines we allow ourselves to step into the holy of holies when we praise and worship God when we read the bible when we pray we get these we get these accesses and permissions to come into the presence of God this is why we fast this is why we rest And we wrestle with our humanity knowing full well that our sin can pull us back into our humanity. But the beauty with uh, having citizenship in heaven is that we can spiritually step into the presence of God despite our humanity pulling us back into the traps of this world. Psalm 51, 16 to 19 says, "'You do not desire a sacrifice or I would offer one. "'You do not want a burnt offering. "'The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit.'" You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O oh God. Look with favour on Zion and help her. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you, will be, then you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit. You know, God isn't looking for people um, with perfect records, He's looking for humble hearts, hearts that are turned to Him. So you don't need to. To absolutely kick goals on the religious scoreboard to be Christians. We just have to have the right heart, the right motive, the right understanding of what God is inviting us into, and that is into his presence, all access into God's presence, open to anyone who will confess with their mouth that Jesus is the Lord of all and that he is welcome to take up residence in our hearts through the Spirit of God. It brings him so much joy when people do that. It brings him so much joy, and I—I uh, I was thinking about this yesterday with my little four-year-old boy. We we're at the park, and he just comes running up to me as I'm as I'm watching him play. He just does that whole. Um, the grab of your legs because he's about this high and he just grabs your leg with big swinging arms around your legs and he just came up to me and said Daddy I love you just like just out of the blue I didn't ask him hey mate come over and tell me you love me come on hey stop playing come over here give me one of those big awkward cuddles around the midsection area with the swimming, swinging arm don't do- <laughs> just, I'll just, just go like this to get a cuddle from you <laughs> save myself sorry <laughs> and uh he just came up just, just on a whim. And he's going to grow out of that one day, and that's going to be hard. But for now, I want him to come in with those big swinging arms and just say, Daddy, I love you, because I didn't prompt that. And that's where God's coming from. That's what he wants from his people. That's what he wants. He just wants us to come in and go, I love you. I love you, God. I want to be with you. I want to be in your presence. I want to know you. I want to do what you want me to do. And I want to live a life that you would be proud of, just like an earthly father would be proud of a son or daughter or an earthly mother would be proud of a son or daughter. And God doesn't give two hoots if you've fasted breakfast for the last 21 days or you've done a full food fast and just had water or you stayed off social media for 21 days. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter to him. It doesn't matter if you've sacrificed a lamb according to old Levitical uh, practice. It doesn't really matter. All that matters is that we come to him with the right heart, that we actually take up the invitation to come into his presence, the Holy of Holies, and just spend time with him. We believe here at the chapel that anyone can come into that. Anyone, no matter your past, no matter your present circumstances or what you're wrestling with, no matter matter what your plans are for the future, we believe that anyone can come come into the presence of God, hand over your life and follow Jesus. It's the most beautiful thing that anyone could ever do with their life undeserved privilege. And that's the story of Christianity, underpinned by grace, is that no matter what we do, if you've absolutely kicked goals with your fast, that is fantastic. But it means nothing if you haven't done it with the right heart and the right motive. So we have a chance today and every day for that matter to get ourselves in the space where we we wrestle with our humanity and we're able to step in and honour God just by taking up his invitation. And I want to give that invitation to you right now. Ephesians one thirteen to fourteen, we'll get the worship team up. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. The Holy Spirit of God, the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, wants to take up residence in people's hearts today. And we're just going to step into a time of worship again. But as we do that, think about how... Glorious it looks like to come into the Holy of Holies, eternal life, to be in the presence of God and to be fully restored. Our broken bodies will be restored as glorious bodies, It said in one of the verses I read out. We get to partake in that eternal life if we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord.